It's the good kind of chaos. The building just absolutely buzzes, it shines. And I can't tell anyone that. and welcome to Words on Rare Side. My name is Marvelous, and in today's episode, we're going to be looking at how art and sport can have a positive impact on your mental health. A report released in December by the Office of National Statistics found that one in six adults in the UK experience moderate to severe depression symptoms. Yeah, while this is similar to last year's findings, it is up from pre-COVID levels. Now, this put more pressure on an already strained NHS and other services that provide mental health service. Today, we will be discussing with 1719 and the Foundation of Light about the work they do to help the community using art and sport. Can you introduce yourself, your organisation and what you do? So yeah, my name's Lily Daniels and I work at 1719, which is a community arts organisation based in Holy Trinity Church in Sunderland's East End. 1719 is all about heritage crafts and getting people to share memories and um, engage with their community in creative ways. Okay, um, when you say community arts, what kind of programme do you run at 1719? Like, what kind of stuff do you do there? Because we're like a community and collaborative space, it really varies. So like last night we had a choir performance that was open to the public and that's completely different from what we did the day before that and it'll be different to what we do tomorrow. <laughs> For example, a volunteer really wants us to make a um, embroidered cover for our old altar. So she has no skills in embroidery. So she says this to me, like, I want to make this. So then I go off and I find an artist who's willing to work with her. And then um, we're opening it up to other people to join in and learn some skills. And then it's going to become like a club so that people can just come and do a little bit of embroidery and maybe add it to this altar or maybe take it home. We do a lot of different things. There's no one model for us it's a really really interesting place to try and <laughs> try and organize anything because yeah it's it's the good kind of chaos so what's the mission statement for 1719 and how have you achieved that so far our objective was to sort of like improve people's well-being through making and being a warm space actually what's happened is that a lot of people want to have more support we get a lot of people who come in and share very personal, very um, private stories and people who just want to connect and be in yeah, that community space. So people can come in and just have a nice time and be distracted or they can get stuck in and like make change or they can yeah, work with our partners who, who deliver mental health support. Okay, has there been any instance where you had someone come in and you could not help? Like... Has there been a time where you, you were unable to help someone? So we're really lucky that we work next door to Sunderland Mind Hub. So if someone comes in and there's an issue that we can't deal with that isn't within our remit, then we can quite easily refer them to some brilliant professionals. So people can come in and just have a nice time and be distracted or they can get stuck in and like make change or they can yeah, work with our partners who, who deliver mental health support.
But yeah, we're seeing a lot more people who who are being open about what they need. And that's really great. How has COVID affected the service you offer? I think that everyone over lockdown got a lot more aware of mental health and well-being and sort of being more frank and open. There's a real sense that spaces where you can like eat together or sing together or make together are like really important. We all had to do all of those things alone. And a church is built for those things. It's built for those communal experiences that are really nourishing in so many ways. When people come in and they sing or eat or make or something else entirely, the building just absolutely buzzes, it shines. We're seeing um, workshops be sold out, performances be sold out. The wheel is rolling and I think that people just want to come back again. So are we 1719 sustainable? We have some funding until 2024 to, to fund some activity. And then after that, we're sort of up in the air. We need as much support as we can to keep the lights on. So we do accept donations. We do occasionally charge for things that have a cost involved. So it's a bit of a balancing act between getting funding, asking people to donate, asking people to pay where appropriate. The idea is that the building needs to be sustainable by 2024. So there's quite a lot of work to make sure that the lights can stay on and make sure that the building never goes dark again. So this podcast goes out right before Christmas. Do you have any festive plans that listeners interested could get involved in? Massive plans. Choirs, singing, craft stores, scary Victorian ghost stories. And then breakfast with Santa. We've got a caroling walk around the East End, making your own wrapping paper. We've got Rumpelstiltskin with Theatre Space Northeast. So, so much is happening. Finally, how best can people follow or contact 1719? People can follow us on any social media platform. Our username on everything is the number 17 and the word 19. Uh, and our Instagram content is particularly good. This podcast is all about bringing awareness to Sunderland community in hope of getting people to open up about their mental health and have a better quality of life. The Foundation of Light is a great advocate for this and they've used an unconventional method to get people talking. They use the power of sport. You don't even have to be a football fan, but I feel like people resonate with football and the passion behind the community as well. I interviewed the health and wellbeing manager of the Foundation of Light. My name's Jay Gilbertson and I'm the health and wellbeing manager at the Foundation of Light. So it was established in 2001 by club chairman Sir Bob Murray, the previous owner of SAFC. He essentially knew the power of football and wanted to tackle the North East's biggest challenges and to help communities to live happier, healthier lives. The Foundation of Light's based in the Beacon of Light. So Beacon of Light is essentially our home and the Foundation of Light offices is based inside of that but the beacon of light as a whole is its own business in itself as well is the community space so there's a cafe anyone can kind of come in and use the you know use the wi-fi grab a coffee from the cafe but also registered warm space in sunderland as well if you want to come in have a coffee get some warmth because we know how expensive the heating bills and things like that are at the moment predominantly we work from the beacon of light based next to the stadium of light so kind of having them outreach sites as well it brings us closer to the communities we really want to 
to get staff and programs into the communities themselves not even necessarily out outreach branches as well but kind of delivering in community centers schools and just other locations that that's not necessarily the main building the foundation of light is an organization that was built from the ground up and although it is heavily associated with football it has many different aspects. We are financially independent from the club, so we create our own revenue and our own income. The Foundation of Light, when it first started up, it was based at the Stadium of Light. I believe there was, there was probably like five, six members of staff from there, the organisation has grown to, we have over 100 staff now. I think a lot of people, when they think of the Foundation Alive because of the association with the football club that we do just football, but that's only one element of, although it is a big part of that. We do a lot of different work, so we've got work in secondary schools, primary schools. We do stuff with family learning, the health and wellbeing department, predominantly focus on improving people's lives when it comes to mental health physical activity. We also do a heritage programme, so kind of teaching people around the heritage of Stadium Park. So it's kind of, yeah, very adaptive to, I suppose, what the need is within the community and we'll try and support as best as possible. The Health and Wellbeing Department at the Foundation of Light opened last year. This new addition has encouraged the discussion of mental health. I've been working for the Foundation of Light just over one year now, so still quite fairly new in regards to some of the other staff members. I actually also studied at the University of Sunderland and I studied events management. I'm also really passionate around health and fitness. I'm a qualified personal trainer. They, them essentially were my two passions, so kind of events and fitness. Health and wellbeing department is one of the newest departments within the Foundation of Light. Again, started off with two members of staff and we're now on, I think it's six or seven members of staff with kind of that one year period. So, you know, we're really grown quite fast. So doing things, mental health with adults, we do stuff with veterans, we do stuff with ex-minors. So it's just constantly grown as a department. You know, especially because I work within this environment, I'm coming across mental health quite a lot. It's uh, The mental health project is a big part of my work. I think prior to working at the Foundation of Light, I feel mental health wasn't spoke about that much and I know especially from when I was at school it was never a topic that was discussed I think more so now what we're starting to see it a lot more kind of on adverts on the tv you're starting to see different programs speaking about it bringing out documentaries hearing about it on the radio I think it's a big focus from the the government and especially in Sunderland Council right now so I think you are starting to hear a lot of it and especially when you work within the industry everyone has mental well-being so you know essentially if everyone has this scale of mental well-being you don't necessarily have to have a diagnosed mental health condition to have mental health because everyone has that and everyone has good and bad days so every single day someone's going to be on that well-being scale you know and it's going to change day to day so and I, I'm, I'm very pleased that it is starting to become to the forefront of people because it's definitely still a huge issue within the community so the more people speaking about it the better. The Be A Game Changer campaign, held last year by the Foundation of Light, utilised the shared interest for football to bring people together to talk about their mental health. Be A Game Changer, that was essentially our first foot in the door, essentially, with mental health. Funders really liked the idea of Sunderland Football Club and Newcastle Football Club 
coming together to deliver this mental health program be a game changer if, you, if you're a football fan you'll know kind of the competitiveness between Sunderland and Newcastle football clubs you know there's huge derbies there's huge competition between fans and the football clubs so the idea that these two competitors were coming together to speak about this important message of mental health was really powerful so we would go out into the community and deliver mental well-being sessions and kind of create awareness of mental health and we went into organisations like Gen 2, Sainsbury's and have coming together doing football tournaments to raise awareness of mental health and try to beat the stigma, have more people having those conversations so that it isn't so stigmatised and trying to normalise mental health in day to day. Men are one of the highest risk group areas as well when it comes to suicide so again using the power of football is a different mechanism to try and reach I suppose some of maybe the harder to reach people or just trying to reach them in a way that mightn't have worked previously. I, I don't think it's necessarily just even the Southern thing or a North a Northeast thing. I think sport in general is really powerful. So kind of post be a game changer last year, we were given the opportunity to apply for our own funding as a foundation. We learned a lot uh, working with the be, uh, be a game changer in kind of Newcastle. So when we were given this opportunity, we just wanted to grab it with both hands and that's kind of how Game of Two Halves was born. So we got the funding for that in January and launched it in February. So that's the programme that we're leading on now as an organisation. Again, the highest risk group area is still men, but then also women between the ages of 41 and 50, which is that key menopause area. Sunderland football fan base is really powerful and I think you know even looking back in history Sunderland's always had a, such a great passionate fan base you know Macgums and the Macgum Raw which it spoke about in history as well of how loud we are and passionate as football fans so being able to use football to reach people and discuss mental health so we've um, done collaborations with football players where they've spoke around mental health and then that was played at one of the football matches at half time on the big screens. So an element of Game of Two Halves, we were running football sessions. So the idea was that men or women could come, play some football, really casual, some like-minded people. So working on both their physical health, but as part of that, it was supported by Foundation of Light staff and Game of Two Halves ambassador. The advantage of the foundation based at a beacon of light is that it is a multi-purpose building. The beacon of light, because there's that much going on within the building, you could be coming in for any reason. So I, f I find it's a very safe environment, which is why people essentially might be more likely to come here. There isn't this big sign plastered across the beacon of light to say that person's definitely coming here to get mental health support. It's very, you know, because with it being a community building, no one knows why. Thank you for listening. If you want to reach out or be a part of this organisation, the details are in the description box below. Thank you.